God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. It's almost like we should be playing the opening of the Leonard Skinner song, Free Bird, with the Twitter tweeting away, <laughs> tweeting out and being free, flying around. It's absolutely stunning, folks, what's going on. And... Uh, we're going to cover that. Uh, you know, just after the show yesterday, I uh, tweeted this uh, clip. And I thought, man, I wish I would have had that clip for the show. So it's about a 24-hour-old clip, but it's just um, absolutely uh, astonishing how out of touch these uh, liberals seem to be. It's just absolutely incredible. So we're going to play this clip. It's... Um, an MSNBC news anchor, and he says this. <laughs> tell, me <if> the, <laughs> tell me if this is not the nightmare we've been living through for the last decade or longer. Let's take a listen. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else, and the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. You own all of Twitter. Right? I mean, how out of touch do you have to be to make that statement? It's... it's um almost head-scratching. It's like, you're just figuring this out? This is what the other side's been complaining about. Are you that out of touch? You know, I would like to think that, you know, in an environment where the landscape, the playing field is not fair, right? That it's an uneven, unfair playing field. I would like to think that I would at least have enough awareness to realize that, you know, we're getting a break here. 
that the other team is at a disadvantage. That all of the oligarchs, all the Silicon Valley oligarchs control the Democrats in office. And the Democrats do every single thing they want them to do because it's good for business. It's good for the bottom line. It's good for the investors. And so therefore, you know, you can't possibly go wrong. You know, and then the other part is exactly what I just said. What I just said was that it's good for the investor. Do you think that, uh, for example, do you think at all, can we all just agree that Twitter folded like a cheap suit to the Musk buyout because shareholders like DeSantis, like Ron DeSantis, were going to sue the crap out of them, violating their fiduciary commitment to maximizing shareholder profits. I mean, isn't that what it was all about? They they were between a rock and a hard place. And I think that Elon Musk, who's sending up spaceships yesterday, I mean, that would be probably one of the biggest things I've ever done in my life. Now, it is true that Elon Musk grew up in super wealth, uh, super privilege, but he is the first uh, African-American to be running a big social media giant company. So it's kind of interesting, right, that they uh, see things differently with regard to that. But he's an African-American. Um, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it, right? So that's just it. Twitter didn't come graciously. They didn't come around to this willingly. They didn't have a, you know, they didn't have a change of heart or anything like that. They weren't even worried about their fiduciary responsibilities to their shareholders, except for the fact that if they did not live up to their their agreement, if they didn't maximize profits for their shareholders. So so basically Elon Musk made them an offer they couldn't refuse because he was about to turn flip Twitter upside down and inside out, up on its head, and it was about, you know, it was about turning a profit. And the board said, you know what, if we reject this offer, we're gonna to have to explain this to our shareholders and explain to them that we're choosing to go woke while they go broke and that's going to be the end of us because they're going to then in turn have a a, a great lawsuit against us. And Ron DeSantis, you know, he's a state governor, right? Florida. And they have what? They have pensions. And those pensions are investments in mutual funds an array of funds that Twitter is also included in. And so whatever short change the Twitter uh, rejection would have amounted to would have exposed them to a, a libel, would have exposed them to a lawsuit for, for hurting their shareholders, not living up to their fiduciary responsibilities, their obligations, their commitments,
And that's why the deal was made. And that's why you can have these leveraged buyouts. And it's hard to stop. Because if you stop it, you know, now you're thinking about your own self, right? You're thinking about your person. You're not thinking about the shareholder. And when you're a publicly traded company like that, that's why they want to go private now. But when you're a publicly traded company, you got this, you give up that responsibility, just like, you know, with the nonprofit the, where I'm the executive director over at buglecall.org and magapack.org. I uh, don't own that company. I, it's a, it's, it's uh, controlled by the board. So I'm just an executive director. Even though I was the founder of it, I'm no longer in charge of that company. You know, that organization is something that I want to see work. And I believe in America First policies to make America great again. And it's not just about Trump. Trump is the grand poobah, grandfather of ideas with respect to that. But truly, no, that organization is of its own uh, you know, power now. And, you know, again, we want to thank MAGAPAC and Bugle Call for supporting the Scott Adams Show and supporting uh, Red State Talk Radio with their donations. But those donations come from you, the people. It's a nonprofit publicly, public charity is what it is. It's a 502A, it's a 501C3. And under the umbrella of that, it, there's a whole bunch of different codes and it's a standard public charity. But that's that's what was going on there with that publicly traded company, Twitter. They didn't have a choice. If they did, we know that they were crying in a meeting, right? And we know that the liberals are exploding. Their heads are exploding. And, and Sean King, this guy, I don't know, he had a million followers. He had a million followers and he left Twitter. He canceled his account. He no longer has an account. Whatever the value was of that, I actually think this. I um, I think it's a very entirely possible that Sean King, some radical nut job who thinks he's black even though he's white, and it's kind of a weird thing. He's a retard. That's what he is. He's not a retard. I should never use that word. He's a moron, though. <laughs> I take the word. I take the the uh, that other word back because I shouldn't have said that. Um. But I use libtard. That's about as far as I go with that. Um, but in any case, Sean King, a real upstart, canceled his account. And liberals are exploding. And they're speaking nonsense, just like that MSNBC clip we just heard. It's absolutely ridiculous, you know, when we think about it. You know, how out of touch they are. They're like, what if... Elon Musk were to tweak the algorithms and not tell us. Yeah, that's exactly right, dude. That's what we've been doing. We've been dealing with that for the last 10 years. And how does that amount to campaign donations? What's the value on that? I would like to know. You know, and then there is the uh, poll where it's like uh, there are, there are, People like uh, conservatives, 
in general, Brian Kilmeade, uh, Jim Jordan, they're, they're all benefiting from their Twitter accounts. My Twitter account's going up. It's incredible. And so the question is, the question is whether whether it's coming from, where is that coming from? Is it coming from people flocking back to Twitter? Or is Twitter, uh, you know, reactivating a whole bunch of accounts? And I think that it's a little bit of both. I think it's a combination of both. And some of these accounts, though, are reactivating. But, you know, still there's a list like Juanita Broderick, real, real Donald Trump. And although Donald Trump says he won't come back, that's that's because that would really hurt the truth social bottom line, wouldn't it? I mean, let's face it, true, Twitter... You know, Twitter is a if it's a free speech platform, it's one of the better platforms. If they could just get their head around the speech, and you know, it was kind of uh, interesting that Elon Musk tweeted this out. He tweeted a top charts for downloadable apps over on the Apple Store, and Elon Musk tweeted this out. He says, "Truth Social is currently beating twi- Twitter." And TikTok on the Apple store. And I said, on this we all can agree, truth and free speech are essential for fair elections, learning, and growing as a people. It's the only way we're going to do it. But the liberals don't want that, do they? They just don't want it. They don't want that kind of free speech. Let's take a listen to this one more time. It's just so outrageous. You, you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech philosophically clear, open-minded helper. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's just ironic that he's just out absurd, really, that he's just figuring this out, right? So what's really funny is what we're seeing on Twitter. And Twitter has always been my uh, news-gathering source. And I I know a lot of people on Facebook that I uh, exchange ideas with and they, they don't like Twitter. And a lot of people that listen to this show don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. And I um, encourage you to do it because, to me, it's, it's, it's a great news aggregator. You could find what's trending. You could find uh, a lot of different things. You could find, uh, you know, you could basically find a lot uh, of news that you can't find elsewhere, especially if it's not being throttled, shadow banned, or censored. So I'm going to go through some of these tweets and just you know basically let you know what what we're experiencing here on Twitter. Um, but there's a lot, and uh, and so we're going to start uh, right here. So. Yeah, no, I have to find the right spot here. 
Okay, so Elon Musk says, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. He's made a lot of great statements, and he doesn't have to, but he did. And, of course, um, he said this, the liberal meltdown on Twitter right now is beautiful. Free speech is okay with them until granted to the other side. You know, and that's a, that's a problem. And I responded to uh, that remark, and I said, Trump is likely coming back to Twitter, and Musk promised to open the Twitter code to GitHub. Already they've looked, uh, locked the code down for now to prevent rogue employees from sabotaging Twitter. Democrats are freaking out as they protest free speech. And I think that there's a lot going on here because Trump, Musk hasn't really taken over it yet, and yet there's so much change going on. You can feel it. People are being lifted back. Uh, Tucker Carlson's back on there. Election Wizard is back on there. There's a lot of... And to Jack Dorsey's credit, I wanted to talk about his tweets as well, and we're going to get to a couple of them. I really actually think his heart was in the right place. There's no doubt he's a liberal, but I think his hands were tied with respect to uh, the inner workings of Twitter. And that's why I think that it's being locked down right now. There's a lot of rogue agents. And we're going to listen to a little bit of an exchange with respect to this meeting that was taped by Project Veritas. But Jack said, Elon's goal of creating a platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is the right one. This is the this is also Paragas. Now Paraga is the new CEO uh goal and why I chose him. But I don't believe Paraga is all in on the free speech. That's the problem. I think that Jack made a mistake there. But thank you both for getting the company out of this impossible situation. This is the right path. I believe it with all my heart. Okay, so, and he says, I'm so happy Twitter will continue to serve the public conversation around the world and into the stars. So we'll see what happens there. Now, there's a couple of other um, remarks that he made, and we're going to get to them in just a second. So it says here, the bird that Jack Dorsey, the tin god, had placed behind bars for life is now free. So people aren't buying it. Right. So Jeff Bezos made an interesting comment. He says, interesting question. Did the Chinese government just gain a bit of leverage over the town square? So for Jeff Bezos to say that is kind of ridiculous. So I responded to Jeff Bezos and I said, China controls Bezos in every every way. Everything Amazon sells gets made by slave laborers. In China, this tweet represents ultimate, the ultimate hypocrisy. So true. And then liberals are just having a meltdown. Basically, they're saying we can't have free speech. We can't have Donald Trump back. We can't have fair elections. It's absolutely absurd. Chuck Ross, a great writer over at um, Daily Caller, says... Sean King apparently deleted his Twitter. 
I guess he won't be using the platform to falsely accuse guys of murdering children before they commit suicide anymore, right? And I said, I think Sean King was more worried about the fake bot followers that would have dropped his 1 million followers count down to an actual small following. He saved himself the embarrassment by preemptively leaving. I think that's more likely the, the case. Um, and then we're going to get to uh, Biden in Ukraine. We're going to get to some moves that Germany has made uh, in, in a moment. Um, so we have some tweets related to that, too, like Biden uh, promoted U.S.-Ukraine Ambassador Jeffrey Pyatt. Jeffrey Pyatt, you'll remember, is the uh, guy that was talking with Victoria Nuland about rigging the Ukraine elections back in 2014. And it's just more cronyism because we know that, for example, Blinken, Blinken uh, covered up the Chinese donations to the Biden Center at Penn University. And for the money that Joe Biden got at the Biden Center, that Blinken, his now Secretary of State, covered up and kept anonymous. Uh, Those donations are anonymous. You can't get access to who funded the Biden Center at the Penn University. Well, the Penn University's president, Amy Gutman, is now the ambassador to Germany. Hmm. Isn't that something? All these people are getting all these great little jobs, including Jeffrey Pyatt, who has the dirt on the Ukraine situation like in spades. So Elon Musk wrote this. He says, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and Twitter is the digital town square where matters, where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated, said Mr. Musk. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. Twitter is tremendous, has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. And Stephen Miller writes, if, they key, if the key to achieving your agenda is silencing your critics... Censoring your opponents and banishing all dissenters from the public discourse, then your ideas are wrong and you're a fascist. So if the key to achieving your agenda is to silence your critics, you're nothing but a fascist, right? When you stick your political dissidents in jail, you're a fascist. This is exactly, you know, what's been going on in America for too long. And what what concerns me the most is that the liberals seem to be completely out of touch with this. Not only are they blindsided, not only are they crying, uh, not only are they upset, but if they would just sit there and think about it just for just a second, why are you upset that the other team gets a platform to speak? That's what's got you all in a tizzy? It doesn't make any sense, except to say that they're completely nuts, absolutely crazy nuts, and so naive, and so basic. It's hard to imagine that we were losing to these losers. It really is. 
people without that kind of level of common sense. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about middle school mentality. And somehow we are losing. Well, we're losing because we got bright people in leadership like Kevin McCarthy that's selling out to the other side, selling out to Google, you know, and uh, hooking up with that guy Lutz, Frank Lutz, and selling out the big tech. So we got infiltrators on our team that are working for the other side. And that's the problem. It used to be that we always thought that law and order people were more conservative. Well, it turns out that the entire FBI and the entire Pentagon top brass is run by a bunch of liberals. How do we get here? And I I just have to say, liberals can't be trusted. You know, I was exchanging ideas with a liberal friend of mine, and, you know, they were talking about Disney will land on its feet because Disney is doing some good things with the corporate um, America. You know, corporate responsibility to their community. That's like basic eighth grade stuff. That's really basic stuff. That somehow if the corporation does some good things for the community, uh, it'll increase brand loyalty. That's like two plus two is four, dude. But the idea that um, they discount all the other aspects of things, like when Disney goes woke and, you know, sides with pedophiles, or if they're um, uh, supporting corporations, uh, these corporate responsible duties will support people's airfare and pay for their airfare if they need to go to another state to get an abortion. And they're suggesting that somehow these corporations are doing social justice when the laws can't uh, get it right, when the Congress and when the judicial system fails you. Their position was just what I just said. And I said to the person, I said, well, I guess that's how we got Jim Crow laws because local and states, uh, Southern Democrats couldn't get their racist, racist, segregationist hatred out of their uh, uh, pass through Congress because it was unconstitutional. And so therefore they related, relied on their corporate partners to get the job done. And that's what they did with COVID too. And that's what they're doing with climate. And that's what they're doing with this Paris Accord and all these other things that wouldn't pass the muster. They wouldn't fly in, the, in, in a country as great as the America, as great as the United States of America. It would never fly because we have a constitution that gives us free speech and the right to bear arms and, and a whole host of other rights, Bill of Rights. So these Paris Accord and these global agreements are just a way to skirt around the great laws and great work that our forefathers had done. Think about that for a second. It's just a ruse. It's just a way to say, you know what? We have to go outside of the boundaries of the United States in order to act. That gives up our sovereignty. And by giving up our sovereignty, we're giving up our rights. And by giving up our rights, we're trashing the Constitution of America. 
Burns me up. So the Bradford file writes, they're not afraid of you seeing disinformation. They're afraid of you seeing the truth. Disclosed TV writes, so Russia's Gazprom to stop gas supplies to Poland and Bulgaria is starting tomorrow. Okay, so that was that's today. Now, let me just say one thing about the uh, oil. Uh, if you're not going to pay Russia in rubles, which is, by the way, rubles is double, uh, doubly outpacing the uh, euro right now. So this war on the ruble, uh, and they're switching over the gold standard, and they got the BRICS thing going. And they're looking at the petro yuan over for China. And Saudi Arabia is looking to do business with the other currencies. Oh, boy. I'll tell you, this is going to be a problem for the globalists. The evil globalists. And, you know, NATO can grow bigger and stronger. And, again, it'll dominate your rights. And it'll chip away at your rights. You know... They'll mandate that you get the vaccine, even though, what is it, Kamala Harris now? She's like, been vaxxed four times. She's double masked. And all of a sudden, what? She comes down with COVID? You know, and uh, it's kind of funny because uh, Tucker Carlson was talking about that. And he was reading all these different quotes about when Hillary got it and when, you know, Cory Booker got it and when somebody else got it, they're all four times vaxxed and they're all saying they're grateful that they're vaccinated and boosted. It could be a lot worse. And again, you know, they're pushing this vaccine agenda because it's just a disguise to get you into a system to where they could just flip the switch and call it a social credit score system. And that social credit score system will control your behavior. And they want to do what the, they want to execute the powers that were at the hands of Twitter, for example. You know, they want to control the algorithms to your life, not just your social media platform. They want to control the algorithms, what you say on stage at a microphone or on this air, or what you say anywhere, what you write, what you say, what you think, the friends you keep, everything will impact your credit score and your ability to buy a home, a boat, a car, anything. Travel, control your right to travel. I'm, I'm telling you, folks, it's, it's it's absolutely absurd. We've been talking about this for so long. We're right on the uh, cutting edge of this. It's older news now, but we were talking about this in the very, very, very beginning. So today, uh, Mayorkas is going to be on Capitol Hill explaining why he wants to get rid of Title 42 and just open the floodgates of immigrant uh, illegal migrants. It's absolutely ridiculous. So we're going to continue with these tweets. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan says, Fauci will probably ask the CDC to block Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter due to COVID concerns. 
Elon Musk says this, by free speech, I simply mean that which matches the law. This is a really big tweet. This got a lot of likes and it was very wonderful to read. So Elon Musk writes this, by free speech, I, I simply mean that that which matches the law. I am against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask the government to pass laws to that effect. Hey, I want less free speech. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. So what's written in the Constitution is law. And that's what makes our country great. So basically, the Twitter is exactly what Truth Social said that they were going to do and is doing. And Truth Truth Social is another growing entity. And now what we have is we have something that's going to look like it's the advantage of the conservatives, even though it's really, truly just a level playing field. But they've been used to playing with softballs and a rigged system for so long that when the system is level, well, our steel is sharper than their steel because steel sharpens steel. We've been pushing the ball up the hill, folks. We have been pushing the ball up the hill against rigged elections and COVID mandates and climate change regulations. And we've been pushing this ball and pushing this ball with these infiltrators like Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell at our leadership helm. And they didn't get there because we liked them. They got there because they muscled their way in. Because I don't know anybody that likes them. So how do they get there? And I, everybody I know loves Jim Jordan. And I don't know a soul that doesn't like Jim Jordan except for the Democrats. So I don't know why Jim Jordan's not at the leadership and Kevin McCarthy is. But I will say this, that it's because the system is rigged. It's we've been pushing this ball up the hill. And when that hill levels out, it's going to feel like we're pushing that ball down the hill now because we're so strong and we're so smart and we're so informed and we're so weathered. You know, I mean, we had to work twice as hard. We had to dig deeper and get the facts because it was never, ever enough for us to just be able to say something. We had to actually prove it with video backup. How often do you get that? It's hard to get all the evidence for the election rigging or what somebody said. But we had to do the extra step, the extra mile. And for that, we did extra research. And for that, we uh, were extra, extra informed, right? And so... Steel sharpens steel. We are tougher and stronger. We are basically going to go head-to-head with the Democrat Party on a level playing field, as level as it can possibly be. It's still not level. It's still not level, but it's closer. And that's all we need to beat them because they have no ideas. They have no message Donald Trump Jr. writes, if the, left, if the left's ideas are so good, why are they exhibiting mass hysteria with the nutri- 
with the notion that others could also express their ideas on an equal footing. And the Bradford file writes, nothing pet, uh, nothing uh, upsets the Democrats more than an even playing field. <laughs> so true, right? So this uh, other Twitter says, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, the Rockefellers, and the Rothschilds all say that Putin is a problem. What does that tell you? Let's say that again. So Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, right? Bill Gates, the Rockefellers, and the Rothschilds all say Putin is the problem. Hail to Zelensky. Uh, what does that tell you? It tells you a lot, doesn't it? The Bradford File, CNN sounds like they're covering a funeral today. It's glorious. Now, here's this woman, and this is really, really quite interesting. Okay. So this woman started tweeting out, and she tweeted, uh, I, I've never really heard of her before, but she's pretty popular. Pretty popular. Um, I guess we're going to go ahead and take this caller really quick because um, we got a lot to cover today. Hold on just a sec. Um, I got a new uh, sis- new layout on my screens, but caller, you're on the air. Hey, Scott, it's Lance from Austin. I heard uh, you say a minute ago that by, you know, by giving up our rights, uh, that, that, that we are shredding the Constitution. And I, I would like to add to that by saying that uh, the shredding of the Constitution uh, has begun when we uh, are free market capitalism uh, way to defeat these uh, bad uh, choices that the, the, market, the system makes has been taken away from us by, by, by the government giving the businesses in the, the, the face of lockdowns these subsidies to remain open. Some of them can remain open, but those funds going shorter and shorter and shorter, you know, not all those businesses are going to make it. Most of them are going to go under, whereas our, our ability to boycott the businesses that were uh, against our interests, the interests of the people, was what kept those businesses from manipulating us for sense. But the government subsidizing the businesses it chooses uh, to keep well, them afloat. It's, it's not just the government, though. It's, it's organizations. It's financial backers like BlackRock and Vanguard that are wealthier than... Yeah. yeah and they control both I, sides of the market share. They control both right. Pe- Pepsi and Coca-Cola, for example. So, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And they donate to our government heavily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we should, we, we, we're not, I don't believe we're laying down our rights, but our challenges to our rights has been greater than it's ever been, hey. which is why uh, we need to use those rights to our best of our yeah. ability to continue to keep them. Yeah, I mean, we control the right to tweet about it, but they actually own the CDC. They control the CIA, the FBI, the you know the Department of Justice. They they control both uh, chambers of, of government. They control the White House, and, and and we actually now can tweet about it. So that's what we're rejoicing about today. It's really not something that we need to take. And we have to. Yeah, but we need to see this the fear this of losing our followers, the fear of pissing off all of our friends. We need yeah. to scream. We need to shout from the rooftops. We need to let everybody know to Absolutely. keep the, the voice alive that they cannot control us Absolutely. that easily. Yeah. And, and I, I thank you for calling in today. You're going to like this next thank little you. segment that I have to go I through. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> thank right. you, sir. Take care. All right. So, yeah, it is kind of funny. Um, I got to fix something really quick. But... Uh, you know, it, what's funny about it, 
what's funny about what's going on here is the humor. I love the humor in the heat of battle um, that's going on right now. And one of the things that's happening is uh, people are starting to tweet out. Uh, sorry about that. Okay, so people are tweeting out different things. You know, they're basically saying the things that they weren't allowed to say before. And I caught on to this, and this woman, Sarah Gonzalez, and I don't know why I don't know her. I probably should know her. Um, but, uh, yeah, it reads here, um, host of the news and why it matters on Blaze. Okay, so she's a, she's a you know, a personality and a proud member of the LGBFJB community. Pure blood. I don't know what that means. Okay, but she she's um, a patriot. And so she says, uh, she's tweeting these things out. And at first I thought, oh, big deal. And then I thought, oh, okay, I see what she's doing. And it was quite funny. So she says, Sarah Gonzalez, she writes these. These are all different tweets. Like just, she's just tweeting them out. Tweet, 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 tweet. And she says, Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Only women can get pregnant. Uh Uh-oh. You're going to get suspended for that. Ivermectin works. (laughs) And and, um, this one, she was retweeting uh, misleading. And there was a, uh, you know, from an older post. And now she's not... Getting yeah, that's not really happening anymore. And Terrence Williams, he's a black comedian. He says now, who I think is really funny. He says now that we have free speech on Twitter, Joe Biden stole the 2020 election. You know, so he chimed in. He got in on it, right? And Sarah Gonzalez, she tweets, uh, the only system, the only systematic racism that exists in the country is against white people. Um. Yeah, that's true. There's a, there, and there's a lot more. We're going to read them in just a second. But I just saw this other tweet, too, where he said, Rob Reiner says this. Rob Reiner, he's the director that is unhinged all the time against Trump. He tweets this out. He says, now that Elon Musk is buying Twitter, the question for all of us is, will he allow a criminal who used this platform to lie and spread disinformation to try to overthrow the U.S. government to return and continue his criminal activity? And if he does, how do we combat it? And John Rich, without breaking stride, responds to Rob Reiner, and he says, Calm down, Rob. I'm sure he'll let Hillary stay on. (laughs) Of course, you know, he was talking about the Donald. All right, so... Um, the Bradford file also tweets, Democrats are angry. Everyone else is going to have free speech. Thomas Sowell wrote this. He says, there was a time when we honored those who created the prosperity and the freedom that we enjoy. Today, we honor the companies, the complainers. Today, we honor the complainers and sue the creators. Perhaps that is inevitable in an era when we no longer count our blessings, but instead count all of our unfulfilled wishes. I thought that was just a brilliant tweet. And 
Stephen Miller, who I uh, love, I think he's a really great thinker. He says, you can begin to understand just how deeply those in positions of power, influence, and authority depend on censorship, uh, a censorship regime to advance their agendas. That's what we've been talking about. When you see how unhinged they became, uh, they become at the mere prospect of free speech and how quickly their knives come out for Elon Musk. You know, they were a big friend of Elon Musk when he was passing the electric cars around, right? But then all of a sudden, they just turn on him, right? So Michael Knows chimed in on that theme. You say something that would get you banned before. Ivermectin is a wonder drug. Yeah, it's true. And uh, Schumer, by the way, Chuck Schumer was on uh, yesterday and he says uh, that the Trump tax cuts are causing the infl- are the cause of the inflation. Right. Crazy. So Sarah Gonzalez says Hunter Biden is a crackhead. Sarah Gonzalez, black on black crime is greater problem than white supremacy. And then she says there are rapists and murderers at the southern border. The FBI currently exists to entrap white men. George Floyd was a criminal. The CDC is a danger to public health. The greatest existential threat to America is the Democrat Party. There are no birthing people. There are only mothers. Joe Biden sniffs little girls, uh, their hair. Planned Parenthood murders Babies, black supremacy is a threat to America, and parents who transition their children belong in prison. Judging white people by the color of their skin is racist. Climate change is a hoax. Teachers who teach children gender identity should be arrested. Leah Thomas is a cheater and a dude. Transgenderism is a mental illness. Anthony Fauci is full of crap. January 6th was a setup by the deep state. Rachel Levine is a man. And the COVID vaccine is dangerous. You mu- Your mask doesn't work. Men cannot be women. As Elon Musk will become the first African-American to own a large social media platform, clearly anyone who is against this Twitter deal is against diversity and inclusion and just generally a racist person. So this is uh, Sarah Gonzalez, you know. Absolutely, it's crazy. So, you know, the um, the gay community, I think, is just bad, just kind of impossible, you know. You give them an inch and they take a mile and they just try to, they just kind of ruin everything. Um. So Breitbart, uh, someone reported this, world's first lesbian bishop, which, I mean, is almost like not even a, it sounds like an inaccurate statement, right? A sentence. World's first lesbian bishop calls for church to remove crosses to install Muslim prayer space. I mean, what in the world is that about? Why would you do that? And of course, it doesn't make any sense. But this is a Breitbart article. World's first lesbian bishop. You would think, do right. Be great. It's your opportunity to be great. 
World's first lesbian bishop calls for church to remove crosses to install Muslim prayer space. It, it just choose your own religion, you know? So here's another big uh, tweet from Jack. And uh, I want to read this this part. And he says, he says this. Let's see. I'm, the idea and service is all that matters to me, and I will do every, uh, whatever it takes to protect both. Twitter is, as a company, has always been my sole issue and the biggest, my biggest regret. It has been owned by Wall Street and the ad model. Taking it back from Wall Street is the correct first step. In principle, I don't believe anyone should own or run Twitter. It wants to be a public good at a protocol level, not a company. Solving the problem of it being a company, however, Elon is the singular solution I trust. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness. So that's pretty good. And then uh, Revolver News has a breakdown of all these upstarts, um, basically these people that uh, were instrumental in tearing down Twitter. I look back at the deranged Twitter board members who nearly murdered the company. So um, there's a lot of that. Uh, I'm racing right now because we're running out of uh, time. I wanted to play this Twitter meeting uh, right now, this is a two-minute clip. Hold on. The question of attrition. How do the board and Mr. Musk plan on dealing with a mass exodus, considering the acquisition is by a person with questionable ethics? The question of attrition. Um, you know, as Parag stated, you know, uh, one of the themes of today is continuity um, and ensuring that Parag and this leadership team continues to operate the business successfully on behalf of our users, on behalf of our customers. Um, and that has obviously been a big topic of discussion at the board. And as I mentioned, an area that uh, is important to Elon Musk as well, because of the importance of Twitter as a service. With no board in place, who will keep Elon accountable and how? Elon made it clear in public that a large part of the reason he bought the platform was because of our moderation policies and disagreements in how we deal with health. This puts Twitter service and trust and safety, as well as anybody who cares about health on the platform, in a very difficult position. Twitter service, the role of our policies, and the capabilities we've built around content moderation are fundamental to keeping Twitter safe and growing. I believe that there is a lot of work we have to do to continue making that better. Sometimes that means more thoughtful moderation. Sometimes that means making things simpler. Sometimes that means changing product incentives to be able to solve problems through products sometimes instead of policies. During the last All Hands, you said that you trust Elon Musk. The correct quote was, we trust him. So who is we and talking to Elon, what made you trust him? And based on the conversation I had with him uh, when we were excited to have him join our board, that was because as a major shareholder and an opinionated user, we wanted that voice in our boardroom so that we could learn. Is there an updated understanding on what free speech means? The question behind the question here, which is where might Twitter's product go as a private company in the future once this deal closes? To best gain perspective on this, as I said earlier, we'll find ways to bring Elon for a Q&A with all of you to understand better 
what his vision for the future of Twitter might look like. Well, I think Elon Musk made himself actually very, very clear. And that is, um, he made himself clear in that he wants to reflect the Bill of Rights. He wants to reflect our Constitution and our First Amendment. So I think that's that's where we are with this. Oh, wow, there's just so much more that I need to cover today, and I am running out of running out of real estate when it comes to time. I did want to play this one clip right here about um, Tucker's comments on uh, no, we'll have to probably wait and, and do that tomorrow. Also, uh, just so you know, um, we had a couple of clips too from Bill Haggerty who was talking with um, who's going to be talking with Mayorkas today in the committee hearings and that's going to be a lot of fireworks today so pay attention to that but they were also asking a lot of questions regarding Merrick Garland uh, Merrick Garland and what was interesting about that is you know how they're basically not investigating not talking about a special counsel and a lot of other things so um, there's a lot going on there as well um, we have a lot of things we need to cover and uh, I went overboard today a little bit with um, um, the Elon Musk and Twitter uh, subject. Um, but I do want to get to the other subjects. And we did gloss over them a little bit today, you know, with uh, Kamala Harris um, coming down with COVID despite the fact. And, you know, I think uh, Tucker Carlson makes a good point with respect to the talking points and how they just, you know, just rolls off their tongue. Uh, I do want to leave you with this uh, tweet. Um, so this was just in Russia to cut off more gas buyers that don't buy pay in rubles. Kremlin says European gas prices up 24%. Ruble reaches two year high against the euro. And the Bradford file writes this. Democrats still control the DOJ, FBI, CIA, CDC, and every other corrupt agency in the swamp. But at least we can we can tweet we we can tweet about it. So there you are. All right. So that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the show. Uh, and uh, check out magapack.org if you can make a donation over there at our nonprofit. That'd be great. Uh, Magapack. Uh, dot org it's, and um, it uh, they support Scott Adams show also my patriot supply get your supplies over at MPS dot uh, dot com use red state as your promo code for my pillow we'll see you next time on the radio bye bye everybody just to bury my kids right up to there